Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to another episode of the penny bloom podcast this is fire and bloom a house of the dragon podcast presented by penny bloom pod this is episode 255 of the podcast 255 of them that's a lot of podcasts uh and we're here to talk house of the dragon episode three titled second of his name oh man buddy this is another good fucking addition to this show. Like every week. Oh, we're not disappointed ever. It's I, never disappointing. I can't fathom how you might be, you know? I simply can't. I simply won't. Uh all I know is that this shit has been hitting on every level. Uh this was another great addition and another great thematic one shot story in an episode lending itself to the greater narrative over the course of the show. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm always le- like, I was still nothing in this episode left me surprised necessarily. You know, I think that like the, the next on last week was pretty revealing and uh, I'm okay with that because it did get me the chance to, kind of prepare myself to be like, oh, so we are three years later. Oh, so we are, like, we've made a big jump here. Um, It's nothing surprised me, but by the end, I was still left with my jaw on the floor. Yeah, there was not not really a single brain blast or or mega twist that was like, wah, but it was just a, a great, just closed story just about a hunt you know just a little little hunt a little old hunt um and and even if you you know nothing of game of thrones or like you know like it's kind of the whole time i'm thinking of like how you know robert baratheon went on a hunt and this is like what eventually Mm. killed him you know like like this is what killed robert baratheon well i'm preparing preparing myself at all turns for viserys to die there were a couple and they they did that shit on purpose, you know. They they oh, dude. they had they, him they know what guzzling the wine. They had him stumbling about. You knew they were going for that. Oh, the and I think Robert Baratheon was around the third or fourth episode. I think it was the fourth that he got that he got got. But like, uh, so like it was quick, oh, wow. you know. Like, hmm. uh, it was I, really so, that fast. It was very early. It was very wow. early. Um, I think I really cool. thought, but yeah, that was, that was the suspicion the whole time during this episode. I'm like, man, are we, is he really dying like this early? Um, but I mean, what the story actually ended up turning into was what I'm very Lovely, glad. Brilliant. What we got. Um, nah, but are you, uh, are you maybe ready for a scene by scene breakdown here, my friend? You no, know, you know, I think, I think I am ready. 
bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. All right. So I say we get into second of his name, the third installment of House of the Dragon. Let's get it. So we open on a ship being burnt at night. Very, very, uh, very dark, very grim, only lit by fire, which is glorious uh, when it comes to this episode. A lot of only lit by fire scenes, which is very cool. Um, and we get a we get a nice scream. House Valarian is coming for you. Uh, as his uh, masked attacker nails him to a post. Uh, just bop, bop, bop. It does not look pretty for the boy. Uh, no. And was, I was eating some pretzels oof, at the beginning of this never, episode, you know? Never a good yeah, choice. Yeah, you know, it, it's, I'm like, ah, Game of Thrones just starting, you know? I'm like, ah, let me grab, grab a snack. And then yeah, I'm like, like, oh, wait, I kind of forget what show I'm watching here. The spirit uh, of Sunday night TV makes you feel <laughs> like I should be able to, you know, maybe maybe pop some popcorn. Maybe, maybe yeah. grab a handful of pretzels. Fill a little bowl. Uh, but then this, the episode kicks off and you watch a, a crab crawl into a guy's mouth. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? Maybe this isn't the show I eat during. Uh, mm-hmm. It's become something you... me and Emily are much more weary of. Dinner. That night, my mother decides to make crab legs for herself. Oh. A thing she never, she, she will treat herself to once Every two, three years, it seems, you know. It's never. And, of course, the night of. I, I I sit down, and I'm just like, I see these crabs. I don't know. And then I see the opening of the show. And for some reason, the pretzels related to dinner. Mm. I don't, in, in my brain. And I just had to put I mean, them away. Good. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. I that mean, the, okay. the one thing, the one time she legitimately got crab legs. and uh, That's unbelievable. The, the, but, the coincidence. I mean, uh, it's palpable. Like it's palpable that I'm home for Labor Day week. I was only home this weekend just because of the week, and she just or because of the the break, and she decides to treat herself to some crab legs. So, I mean, maybe maybe she's watching House of the Dragon on the low key, and and she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, but, she's uh, like, I'm a fuck with Joe big time here. <laughs> I'm a feed him crabs. Uh, um, but we're good though. They were good. No, I bet they were. Fuck. That's one of the things I miss the most as a, as a vegetarian. Yeah. The sea, like I'm 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 iffy on seafood. You know, like I feel like I should be comfortable kind of going at that, but I just never am. I always end up going. Ah, I'm okay. You know, but uh, yeah. Mm. Have a goddamn crab legs, lobster. Mm. But nevertheless, uh, we got like two sentences into this breakdown. The uh, <laughs> the attacker is one that we've glimpsed before. Uh, last episode, he's got the mask melded to his face. He's what we call the crab feeder, and uh, he unleashes many a crustacean upon this man's body uh, for him to, you know, get get ate by the crabs. He's feeding the crabs, hence his name, the the moniker, his namesake. Uh, but then a dragon swoops on in, just fucking flaming these hoes. And when I saw this, I was like, God damn, we episode three. We episode three. You know how long it was before we saw this type of dragon action in Game seasons. of Thrones? Multiple seasons. We spoiled. We spoiled. Yeah. This is, and this is on at the beginning of the episode. 
already dragon fire, already people just getting lit up. This is like, it's going to be commonplace, it feels like. Yes. It feels like just dragons are just, yep, they're here. They 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 got them. They might as well use them. And they're here to fuck shit up. Yeah, it's it's. It was really exciting to see, you know, and it, it is Caraxes, and I gotta say, Caraxes is a weird looking motherfucker, huh? Yeah, it, I thought I thought it was just me for a second there. I'm like, wait a minute, they don't all look like this. No, right? they don't. Like, he is he is just... particularly misshapen, uh, skinty, uh, very very skinny. He. Uh, long yeah. long neck compared to a pretty normal neck for the rest of the beasts uh, his like, torso and stomach are yeah. fucking a twig and his wings come out in a really weird way like he like whenever you look at him and go he looks different you're not wrong like he he like especially when uh, sea smoke comes in later in this episode it, yeah. it reassured me like oh yeah like, that's what a normal-looking dragon is to me. You know, sea smoke. And then Caraxes comes in with his long neck all fucking swerving yeah, around and shit. I and I'm guess, like, ooh. I guess maybe he's he's just like a pure battle dragon. You know, that's why that's why he's just with Damon. Maybe he's know? like the fastest built for speed or some shit. Yeah, I mean, it, he mimics his rider. I feel like every dragon kind of mimics their rider. Whether it's known who they're gonna ride, you know, have whether they were born with them, you know. I guess they were born with them. Well not if born with them necessarily, but, but like the egg was placed in, in and then the cradle, as yeah. the, as that kid grew up, they probably have some, you know, play dates early on when they're little babies and then they're like, All right, get on get on, you know, little little egg on and have the little dragon flop around a couple times, you know, or I don't know. Looks like they grow really, up really together. Take, really take him for a ride. That'd be kind and, of fun. Matt Smith is one weird-looking dude, kind of, you know? So, I mean, it makes sense that uh, their dragons kind of look, you know? True. I don't know, I Damon. I see it. Uh, he's not like a – I'll say this for Matt for Matt Smith. This is the most attractive he's ever looked, which is mm. saying something. I only know him as Morbius' secondary character. That's all. I don't even remember what his name was in the movie. Um, it's so Milo. Yeah, Milo and Morbius. It's the only. It's the only thing I see in him. It, I can't unsee it, and it won't be unseen until he just does well enough in this role for him to become. Oh man! And this episode wasn't that for you yet. Well, I think it, it's just going to take time. Yeah, I see. Because I you see. you haven't seen Morbius. No, you, I you don't understand how ingrained in your brain it is once you have seen it a singular time i mean it's... it was morbid time can you imagine that jared leto is never going to be seen as anyone else ever again there's no hope for jared leto for matt smith there's hope with damon here damon targaryen um, is matt smith's saving grace and he's playing the fuck out of this role like it's yeah it's going i, I will say i will you want say... me to want me to fuck your head up a little bit I don't yeah. know if you realize this. He didn't speak a line this week. Wow. He actually didn't. He did not have a single word of dialogue. Um, and he was on screen almost half the time. A little less than half the time. But uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, even at the when he went back to all the... Uh, what's the last The Valarian? Thing? Huh? The Valarians? Yeah, whenever he went back to all of them, I forgot. He just kind of walked up, just was kind of standing there, got the little letter from 
be squire and white flag there you go you know i, I forgot spoke that's kind of how never and, spoke a word yeah he uh he fucked this episode up like it was it's nuts it's damn. nuts uh but we'll, we'll get more to we'll for sure get more to him here before long but uh as uh, the dragon flies overhead, the man who was getting fed to the crabs is very excited. Hurrah, Prince Damon. Praise be Prince Damon. All hail <laughs> Prince Damon. This is our savior, the man who will take us to the promised land. Oh, Damon, save me. Save me. <laughs> Crushed under the paw of Caraxes. In a way, probably saved him. Because he was already, like, I mean, already nailed up. You've already been nibbling on. You've been like, through battle. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry, G. Ain't no fucking way you thought Damon Targaryen gave a fuck about you. Nah. If I'm gonna go, rather be eaten by crabs or stomped by dragon, fuck. I'm being, come on. I mean, if that's how I went, okay. It was. It's instant. There's True. no way he lived for more than a millisecond afterwards. Yeah, he, a dragon was got on top. Crushed. Yeah, like... Um, you know, if if I if I was in the afterlife and people were like, hey, how how'd you go? Stomped well, on by Karatis. Uh, yeah. yeah, the literal dragon. Yeah, yeah. How'd you go? Oh, you fell. You, you fell and you tripped down a, a hill, and you hit your head <laughs> on a rock. Pussy. Sorry. Yeah. What? Sorry. I'm stomped on. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this shit went nuts. Uh, it was it was kind of nuts. The the beast lands on him, uh, and just keeps keeps going on. You know, Damon piloting the dragon. Men scatter in fear, uh, trying not to get, you know, burnt alive. And, like, way we see that dude just get flamed, and it, it doesn't hit, like, the bottom half of his leg, so his leg stays there, and everything else is just incinerated. I was like, oh. did not realize the power behind. Like, I knew it, it set things on fire, but he <laughs> yeah. was, like, he Naturally. was immediately gone. He's Infinity War like, dusted. In fact, faster than an Infinity War dusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man felt it coming. This guy felt a little bit of heat and then existed no longer. Yeah, he was gone. Um, forever. Uh, no no Hulk snapping you back from that one. But, uh, yeah, this shit, was, this shit was epic. You know, Damon taunts the crab feeder, calls him Drehar. Drehar. Mm. It's an interesting yeah. name. I wonder what uh, it implies a history between Damon and the Crab Feeder. It has been a two and a half year war they've been fighting. Potentially, he's come to know him by his actual name via this war. But Drehar, doesn't that sound. Targaryen? Yeah, but I was like e even more. It has the road. A E in it, right? No, no A E. Oh, no D R A H A R. Okay, the not Targaryen. Never mind. Doesn't have the A E. Doesn't count. Vagar. But what were you gonna say? Vagar doesn't have the A E. V H A G A R. Fair. I guess I'm really only thinking Daenerys, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, Damon. I guess a lot of them do. I guess this. Yeah, Viserys doesn't. True. Um, Regardless, so, no, I don't think Drehar. I I don't necessarily think Drehar is a Targaryen, but uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of a nuts twist that maybe he's a he's a cousin's kid somewhere off in the distance. 
Hmm. Um, but uh, Drehar, yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep my ear out for that in the future. Yeah. A little bit more Drehar I reference. Was about to Google, but I feel like I don't Google shit with this show, man. I'm not going to. Yeah, with this show, it's there's a book. I I don't want to know. But doesn't he call Drehar out for his whore mother and bastard father? That is true. He does call him out for that. I guess he did have some lines. Um, only to the crab feeder, though. Mm. Um, yeah. Lines and, of the and they, um, mm. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder I, if, if it... It's not someone that we're supposed to be like, oh, this is boom. It's not supposed to be like a... No, definitely not. Okay. Okay. Definitely not. I guess, who who's on the... Who's he fighting for? Who, like, what's the... Crab feeder? Yeah. I'm under the impression... This isn't so random. I think it's probably Houses of Westeros trying to stir chaos for the Targaryen seat of power. Um, I would probably likely look at, like, the Baratheons or the Starks. I could see them being like, yeah, they can't, they can't keep doing, we can't keep doing this. You know, mm. they, they seemed the most unhappy about the Rhaenyra rule, potentially. Um, so that's kind of like, I felt like it was like an outsourcing of like, destabilize mm. this shit. I, I don't think they're just randomly targeting a crucial, crucial shipping lane to the Valarians. You know what I'm saying? Like the most wealthy but, house. But we don't know who is behind it. Yeah, like, not necessarily. It's not known. Okay. Hmm. Because they were mentioning of like the free cities and stuff like that, right? That that's not the same place. This that was like a different conflict, and they were like, "Oh, no one interferes with the free cities." Or no, is that this is, this is the free cities. That that's where they are. This okay. is where they're fighting. Um, hmm. Okay. So the free cities, they were just chilling. This crab feeder guy comes up and just starts just murking everyone at that port. To my understanding, the free cities probably operate as a crucial part of the shipping process for the goods via the Valarian shipping lanes. Now, I don't know what part of the process that is or anything. All I know is that the crab feeder and his uh, his gang of hoodlums really, uh, really fucked that shit up. That uh, they did. Two and a half years like, worth of fucking it up. That's why I wonder, like, if the history between him and Damon is something more. Because, like, at the beginning of the show, we don't know what Damon's been doing. He's, like, never around. And he's always off doing True. stuff, you know? So, Galavante. like, if, if he's been the one, like, that that started this all along, and it, I don't know. Obviously, the crab feeder wouldn't. He's not on Damon's side. They wouldn't be. He wouldn't accept to him just getting brutally murdered. No, um, I have the feeling like, not. So, but I wonder if, like, that if I don't know if there is some history with them, and he has been going off for two years. Like, is is that the history? Just that two years, you know, that we haven't really seen, or is I, there I stuff suppose, like previous before I he there was? Could be yeah. more. Uh, there could be more. Uh, 
You know what's still lingering in the wind too is I think it was Vagar was the name of the dragon that's supposedly lost, as mentioned by uh, Little Lena Tar- Little Lena Valerian last week when she was talking to Viserys. Like, uh, don't you know? Uh, is he really lost? Like, uh, he's said to be nesting somewhere. Uh, like. Mm. Who knows? Oh. Maybe, maybe further connections between a lost rider and a lost dragon, not just not just one or the other. Um, hmm. Second of his name—that's the episode title. It's for, is it Aegon? So it is. It is just Aegon. This is Aegon the second. This is the first Aegon. Oh, well, I guess yeah. It's his grandfather. His Viserys great great grandfather. It it would be Viserys' grandpa, I think. Viserys' grandpa and Aegon's great-grandpa. Okay, so actually not that far removed. Um, Not too far off. Yeah, because I think think Jahiris was the son of Aegon and his sister-wife. Yeah, and what's John? John is Aegon the, the ninth? Wait, no, no, Jahiris is Viserys' grandpa. Viserys' great-grandpa is Aegon, and this is Aegon II's great-great-grandpa was Aegon the Conqueror. Oh, wow. So, it took him that long to name another kid Aegon? I feel like, like, with kings, that, like, is, like, a, I don't know. I just... (laughs) Yeah, you're like... For some reason, I thought this would already have been, like, Aegon the the third or fourth by now. Well, I think there's they're pretty heavy Aegon after this. Mm. If I remember correctly, I think true. I think Aegon Jon Snow is the seventh of his name. Seventh of his name. That's that sounds right. That's a it might it's either I think it's either sixth or seventh, but uh regardless, we uh we flashed to King's Landing and uh, we're roughly three years after the events of the previous episode, uh, Viserys and Alicent already have a son, Aegon II, as we've been deliberating over. Uh, and she's pregnant with another kid. Uh, so big jump. Big jump here. I was like, I, you know what? I was kind of glad we got all that in the last week's next on, because I would have been like, yo! Yo! What? Um, the implied history here is just like, Rhaenyra has just been going through two years of seeing her best friend, like, give birth to one, her brother, her likely replacement, and two, be pregnant with another. Like, ah. And also, not to mention that this is, there's a mention later in the episode when they're in the little carriage where Allison comments on how smooth of a pregnancy and how easy of a birth it was. And everyone kind of looks around like, are you fucking for real right now? Like, you can't say that in front of Rhaenyra right here. Like, you got to watch it a little bit. Uh, And I I was... I wasn't fucking with it. I was like, oh no. Oh no, Allison, don't, please. You're starting to sound a little bit too much like Otto on your own. Dude... Is that where the hate is coming from? It, like, is this, is it true, you know? Yeah, that this yeah. this blind I think, hate uh, wasn't really blind? Like, 
what if she realizes, like, why do I need my father? I'm the queen. You know, like, yeah. it, it feels like it just hasn't clicked yet in her. But, like, she's beginning to... She's like, still holding on a little bit, though. There are moments in this episode where she defends Rhaenyra and kind of, like, uh, yeah. looks out for Rhaenyra. It is Otto who sways her to go convince the king that he needs to change his mind about this. True. Uh, and she can't go with, She can't go through with it. She's not, she's not her dad's level of manipulative yet. Um, you know, sh- she manages to go, like, well, she actually fights in Rhaenyra's favor still. Even so, like, uh, yeah. well, she she can get married as long as she thinks it's up to her, uh, which was a little bit of an interesting wording as well. Like, she thinks it's up to her. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, Allison. Uh, nevertheless, yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about her uh, potential storyline going forward. However, I still don't think she's taken the full leap into. Uh, antagonist territory i think she's she's kind of straddling a line trying to figure out her allegiances for sure ultimately though she do got a son yeah they do i mean the saracen's mind is set that just makes me go well he's gonna die and none of that's gonna matter yeah you know and and even if if he is a hundred even because it doesn't even seem that he's 100% set. He's saying that he is, and, like, he said it straight to Rhaenyra's face, and then seconds later couldn't even be like, I don't even know if what I said was true there. Like, he's already second-guessing himself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, though. Like, if he is 100% set that she is the next heir, he dies, it doesn't matter. Like, the everyone there is other going... There is going to be a war for that seat. Like, that's what the show is, you know? Like, they're not going to just be like, yep, peaceful transition of power. Here's Rhaenyra just leading everything, and it's perfect. Like, we're getting a war. And... Hey, man, we'll see. We'll see. I'm... I think it'll be a while before the descent really, re- like, we got seasons. We got, we got seasons yeah. ahead of us, uh, like, which is so exciting. So exciting! I'm already like, God, I love the show. But uh, episode three of ten. Nevertheless, we push forth. Uh, you know, uh, there's news of the crab feeders dominance. Uh, that's arriving to arriving to Viserys at Aegon's second birthday, and Viserys is like, "Dude, really? That's a bummer, bro. Like, I'm trying to celebrate my son's birthday, and you're telling me that like there's a war happening, and it's oh, it's getting out of hand." Um, dude, what could be more important than my baby's second birthday? My baby has second birthday today, dude. My birthday went around the sun for the second time today. So second time you can, forever. You can be quiet. Um, yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he's not, he's not interested about how Damon's forces are, you know, starting to be like I don't know, maybe Damon ain't all that. Maybe we need to maybe maybe we need to figure some other shit out, and how it's probably a good time for the crown to step in. And uh, 
it is said to him, Damon and the sea snake started their war without his grace's leave. Were he to intervene now, after so long, it would make the crown appear weak, Otto, Heyer, Otto Hightower says. And uh, Viserys is like, yeah, 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 but uh, da, 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 da. where's Rhaenyra? I don't give a shit about any of this. Um, somebody tell me where Rhaenyra at. And uh, Alicent finds her out under the Werewood tree. Uh, I referred to this as the Godswood a couple weeks back because that's what they called it in Winterfell. It was a Werewood tree out in the Godswood. That's what it was back in Game oh. of Thrones. Well, that, that I I thought they were called the Godswood until just right now. Yeah. So thank the you were- very much. Werewood trees, uh, werewood. faces and shit. Um, but yeah, she's she's reading and she's listening to a song. The song felt. A little, a little on the, on the nose. nose, yeah. And uh, the fact that she's like, "I want that song again, motherfucker." <laughs> Keep singing that shit. Oh, she's uh, here, and she's 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 here. Oh, you know, you can keep you can keep singing. No, no, no I, I, I didn't tell you. To stop. I'm not gonna sit up. You're not my mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, you know, uh, it doesn't seem that they're they're on the best of terms, obviously, and I wouldn't expect them to be. Uh, Allison, you know, it seems wishes they were still on better terms, but Rhaenyra's like, hey man, fuck you, I don't give a shit uh, you screwed me over you betrayed me, I'm done and um, you know, she, she instructs her that she is she is supposed to be there for the celebratory hunt that she is commanded to do and uh it's like, mm, okay, fine. Do, do you command it, or does my father command it? My, yeah, your father, his grace commands it. Okay, then fine, sure, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I loved, I loved that shit. That was cute. Uh, but she only, she only joins the the hunt in the Kingswood because she's commanded to do so, and uh, she's she's frosty, to say the least, to her father when he tries to draw her out. Uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe he should have just been like, "Hey, Rhaenyra, I'm gonna be honest with you." Uh, I intend to marry Allison Hightower. Um, I won't spring this information upon you in front of all the other lords. Feels wrong. Feels right to just be straightforward with you about this. Um, because I'm not even going to lie to you. That episode doesn't even make it clear that Allison knew before that moment. Uh, I I don't think it, it kind of felt like she didn't. I don't know. Her, she, no, I think her reaction was mainly just towards Rhaenyra. Yeah, like, uh, and that was. I think. She, well, she, she knew. knew she was there. She and like odds are Otto was like, "Hey, good news, um, you did it." Uh, but uh, Damn. yeah, it's rough out here. It's rough out here. But uh, as Rhaenyra is walking through the festivities, she catches the eye of a man who formally introduced himself. As Lord Jason Lannister. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I saw the lions, fuckboy. What's up? Uh, <laughs> and again, I was hoping that the Lannisters might be a little kinder, uh, removed from power a bit more, but now nah, they're still the rich assholes they've always been. In fact, now it's even more pathetic because all they have is money and hardly a seat of power. Uh, they just got some decent land. Kind of what that, that's kind of what they got going on. Uh, I really want to see Castle Rock though, because it sounds like, a lot harder than it was in Game of Thrones. Like the way they built that shit up here, 
Sounds a lot cooler than the Casterly Rock. You sit saw. on top of whatever. Said to be taller than the he's... wall? Yeah. What is that about? No way, no way, right? That's the Lannisters hyping themselves up. Like, there's Hat no... It, has never seen they the don't, wall. Exactly. That, that's ha- it has to be that way. It's like, you don't believe the wall is really real until you are at the wall. There's zero chance man has made a thing half that tall. Yeah. Even. Like, I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it required magic to build the fucking wall, so, like, the Lannisters ain't got that. They ain't got it on them like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he brings up how, uh, Jason Lannister here, he brings up how, uh, you know, I could build a dragon pit. She's like, excuse me, why the fuck would you do that, sir? Do you have dragons? And he goes, I'd do anything for my queen or lady wife. <laughs> What a pickup line to immediately be like, my wife. My wife. Um, I guess that's how lords did it back then. It was like whenever you were just in a seat of power and it made sense for your marriage, it was just your way of being like, well, if you want to do it, we can do it. Homie walked, like, up, is that like homie how, walked up to her and was like, hey, I intend to have a great time with you. How do you like your eggs? You know, I feel like that's kind of I feel like that's kind of the energy he was coming with, and I feel like it was met with the exact energy it needed to be met with, uh, because Rhaenyra ain't having it. Uh, Thanks for the wine. Yeah, deuces, fuck boy. <laughs> and he uh, he tosses this wine, the finest delicacy that they have to offer, and he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, another just little insight to how much of yeah. a rich, spoiled brat this man is. And Rhaenyra, even when she tasted, it, she was kind of like. Yeah, this really? ain't it. This is yeah. this is your finest, you know. I guess she has like the finest, probably. probably from everywhere in the Seven Kingdoms. Like, so damn, Lannisters are really just all talk. I guess they got the wallet, but like, they're just like they just hype themselves. They up. just happen to be <laughs> sitting on a gold mine because you know the fucking uh, the fucking Castamers, they really fumbled the bag. Um, and who are you? Oh. Bro, look, that song is ingrained in my brain. The Reigns of Castamere. I'll never be able to forget it. Now that you're removed from it a little bit more, which one was more difficult to watch? The Red Wedding or... The horrific birthing scene? I want to call it like the Red... Like, I, I, what, what's it? The red, I feel like it deserves a name. The Red Birth. Uh, like, Bed Battlefield. I'm trying to have it, like, relate to the episode in some oh, way. Yeah. Where, like, the battlefield is, you know, this is our battlefield. Yeah. I don't know. Or, like, somehow it relates. But whatever. That scene. You know what scene I'm talking yes, about. That scene or no. Red Wedding. Uh, which one was more So, that aesthetically and idyllically is harder to watch. It is the attachment to the characters and stuff that makes the red wedding Thank so hard. You. It is not the uh, Thank you. it is not the actual actions taken. I don't think. All... Like yes, a, a pregnant woman does get you know like shivved, 
Um, and it is it, it, like it's still not easy to watch. No things like the literal things. Two of the hardest scenes there are to watch, but it is the attachment that that scene that is. That, oh, and there's like, so the much whole... there too. You know, there's the fact that they're they've gotten married. They're having a kid. They're doing. They're flying high. They're about to march down south and stop the Lannisters. You know, like this is their time. And, and they were high. The king of the north. The king of the north. We're behind this. Yeah, scene. yeah. We this are man, like shouting with them, and the army just gets chopped off at the knees, and that's just that. They're like, it's never a shot after that. So it's it's just a lot of circumstance there that makes that truly, truly hard to watch. This was hard to watch all on its own. Uh, yeah, like it's it uh, a nightmare because, and there's also the fact that Emma Best was just a fucking brilliant. Actor, I think I think her name was Emma Best. I think I'm getting that right. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mixing up a couple characters there. However, because uh, I want to say that that might be Eve Best is Rainey's. Eve is Rainey's. Yeah. Yes. So who was? Eve. Let's see. She even listed. She oh. would be in episode one. I'm on episode. One. Oh no. Oh, Sion Brooke. She does she looks nothing like a Targaryen in her IMDB photo. That's just kind of the it's kind of the hang up here. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Hmm. Queen Emma Aaron. Yeah, she killed that shit. Oh, she was incredible. Damn. Uh yeah. Any Yeah, that shit was tough. <laughs> uh regardless. And her frustration with uh you know, her discussion with her father here. You know, she, uh, she's not, it's not, it's a, it's a good interaction and it's, it's kind of devastating, you know? Um, but yeah, she quickly mounts her horse, rides the fuck off. Uh, who's right behind her baby. Sir Kristen Cole. And got to think it's been three years. This man's been tasked with guarding her. They've formed a relationship. This is a familiar Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra Targaryen. Oh yeah, they 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 haven't made the leap yet, though. The leap still has not been made. I don't think it will be. I think. Uh, I mean, next episode, dude. They're like the next on. They're they're either married already, or it's just that he's standing like next to her because he's the king's guard and like he has to go queen's guard, I guess in this case, you know, and like he's guarding the queen. It, it looked like he was standing next to her as true her part like that's badass though like he'll be next to her no matter what But that's the thing is that because he's kingsguard he's sworn that off oh fuck that's not something he can do he can't just get married but what if it's to the queen that you're protecting though that's kind of like it'd be the ultimate that's the ultimate protection oath Instead of swearing off that you'll never marry, you're marrying the thing you were sworn to protect. So you will protect it even more. Who knows? Maybe they make a maybe they make an exception for my boy, King Consort, uh, Kristen Cole. But uh, dang, I didn't even think of fuck. They can't get married. Nah, but my top two options so now for the marriage thing coming next episode: either Valen, I think is his name, uh, or Lenor. Lenor is his name. Lenor Targaryen or Valerian. All the all the Valerians and Targaryens and 
Valens and Laymans and Leonors and oh my. But uh, yeah, I think it's either Leonor she's getting married to or, or I think it might like they met, they make mention of a rumor, a ghastly rumor. They show a hand on a wall and a hand with a very familiar ring touching that hand on the wall. I think we I think Rhaenyra and Damon's little uh little connection begins next week. Uh oh. Oh. I never wow. It's what it was like is it obvious that it's them? It's like not the ring? Obvious, like is it like but it's pretty damning. Like I think it's I think it's Rhaenyra and Damon's hands, um, and there's this mention of a nasty rumor that they've got to dispel. I don't know, man. I feel like Rhaenyra and Damon's little little something kicks off next week. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, fuck. It felt I don't know. It felt like Damon was wanting it. But Rhaenyra wasn't like... I don't think she was either. I do think, however... In this state, in this state of mind over two years, she's thinking she's going to lose everything. There's someone that can really, really Ah. strengthen the claim for both of them, and it's each other. And the idea was tossed around this week that she marry Aegon by Otto. Otto proposes that. Uh, Viserys is like, he's two, that can't work. Damn! Oh, it's happening. It's happening. I didn't even think, dude. I don't think it'll be romantic. I don't think it'll be romantically driven. I think Renero will be like... But they were steamy fucking in Hand on the Glass Titanic style? I mean, Hand on the on the Concrete Wall. Oh, con- oh okay. Sir. I thought I thought it was in a... I thought it was glass and like steam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, For some reason, I don't know why I had that image in my head. sex scene in your head. I don't know why I had that image in my head. No, no, it was uh, okay, just on a concrete wall. Yeah, stone, stone wall. Oh, oh, so it's like just literal. It's not romantic sex. It's just to get her pregnant with the Targaryen baby. Me thinks, oh. thinks it has potential. Um. I don't want it. I don't want it. However, I expect it. Alas, she she gallop she gallivants off on her horse, Sir Kristen Cole following closely behind when eventually they uh they come to a stop. And uh she vents. And he's like, Oh, you know, what if I uh, what if I kill Jason? How would how'd that go? You down for that? Uh and it, it really it really sets her back for a little bit and she's she's all good. And she suggests a leisurely stroll through the Kingswood. And uh, she complains about uh, being toothless. And he says that, you know, her choosing him for the King's Guard was the highest honor his family had ever seen. And all that he adds, all that he has, he owes to her. Now, I'd hardly call that toothless, Princess. Uh, I enjoy Kristen. I enjoy Kristen quite a bit. I think they will have a forbidden fruit sort of thing over the course of this show. Hmm. Now knowing that they can't get married, there's a whole wrench in how I was thinking this season would go. 
Um, I was really thinking it was just going to be them two versus the fucking world. Now, I I imagine it would be within Rhaenyra's realm of power to go, you're relieved of your duties. You're fired. Now, now marry me. You know, like, I think, I don't Uh, think that's... Keep the armor. You're fired. (laughs) You can keep the armor for, you know, since you did a great... That's true. She he was rocking the armor up on whatever that altar. But was. no, I mean it. It could legitimately be that. Like you're fired. You're no longer a king. A king's guard. But do they get to keep their armor whenever they retire? Feels like that would be the the courteous, yeah. the courteous, courteous thing to do. Yeah. So so they they keep their armor anyways. They're probably buried with it, you know, or something. Yeah. So like they, they they're keep supposed it. to do it till they die. They're not supposed yeah. to. So get he can keep the armor. Duties. He can wear it, but not be a king's guard. True, and just be the husband that likes to wear armor because protection. Amen. One can hope, but uh, all the meanwhile, uh, King Viserys and a lot of uh, a lot of dudes are on the trail of a white heart, which is believed to be a good omen for Aegon's name day. It's like, hey, man, I don't know about all, I don't know about the gods and shit, but. This is, uh, if there was any sign of like, yeah, this is good, a white heart is it. Dude was trying to sell Aegon to be heir so hard. Because I think that was the guy that was like talking to Otto or whatever, right? That was like. Well, that was that was straight up Otto who said that. Oh, really? Said, like, the good omen stuff? Oh, I think it was whenever they were getting out initially or something like that. One of the dudes in the crowd was like, um, all hail Aegon, the you know, oh, yeah, second yeah. of his name, yeah. the the rightful heir, or like something. That was like another that. Oh, Lannister. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Oh. But yeah, you're you're spitting facts. They they're many are riding for Aegon for sure. But uh, Jason Lannister goes ahead and sleezes on up to the king during one of the meals and is like, "Here is a giant poking device that I've forged." It's made of gold and silver and many a great thing. And uh, he said it feels like a fitting thing to kill the heart. Uh, Then he goes, now, um, since Rhaenyra's no longer seeming to be the heir, and Aegon's like, or Viserys is like, fuck you. Back the fuck off. I'm going to take that pokey thing, though. That's kind of dope. Get the fuck off my doorstep. Uh, thanks for the gift. Kind of cool, actually. Well, I'm not gonna lie; it looks pretty sick. But you are supposed to avoid any talks of rebellion. I thought that was up to you. And he's like, "Rebellion? I don't." Ah, this sounds like rebellion, kid. He's like, "Okay, so sorry, so sorry." And he was like, "Yeah, let anybody else know that th- if this is how they're feeling, they're uh, they're all sorts of fucked." Mm. But uh, yeah, I've been been seeing the screenshot everywhere of uh Viserys saying I am your king and then the Tyrion Lannister a man who says that he is the king is no king you know like I've been seeing that like everywhere um for in between this episode but he's I'm not gonna lie he's kind of he feels more like a king um this episode like he's using his power like he should. 
um, mm-hmm. this episode. And, and like even before he gets drunk, you know, and just does king shit when you're drunk, you know, whatever. Um, hey, he didn't. He's, this is uh, this was the most we've watched dudes get drunk in Game of Thrones. This is the most accurate dude gets drunk thing I've ever seen. Mm. Homie goes to the bonfire and he contemplates life. He yes. gets, he gets, he enters you know, he yes. enters sad boy hours. No drunk rampage murdering people straight up in the bonfire alone. The king alone staring into the bonfire sad boy hours. I mean Allison even it. walks up to him and is like my king and he's like Hey man, I'm not over my dead wife. I'm instantly roping you into this. I'm I've been waiting for you to walk up. This is this is the point of me standing here alone. I have had nothing but thoughts in this <laughs> noggin. Uh but yeah, oh, I was like I was man. like this was my favorite Viserys episode. And it's like it's like not even close. Like this was all this politics. I just, I just will celebrate my baby. All this boy. fucking politicking. Uh, he killed uh, that shit. And you know what? I fucking forgot again. Favorite character. Favorite scene. Favorite line. Favorite, I forgot all of it. I always forget. Uh, but uh, regardless, uh, yeah, uh, Viserys doesn't take kindly to the idea of. Rhaenyra not being thought of as the heir. And uh, Otto goes ahead and slides on up to his monarch and is like, hmm, I had a thought. A query I might pose to thee. What dost thou think of the potentiality of Rhaenyra wedding the two-year-old? Uh... Hmm. Yeah, we could kill a couple birds with one stone, homie. Let's do this shit. And Viserys is like, <laughs> "Are you fucking for real, dude? Just turned two. Well, and I like that. That's his beef. Yeah, not that they're not that they're half brother and sister. His previous wife was his cousin, and his so. mom and dad were brother and sister. Um, it's not really that far off for him. No, nah, it does. It, it it seems not, but. Uh, you can tell that something he's also like he's not entirely in love with that idea like I think there is a little bit of a it seems to me that there's a little bit of a distaste anytime someone suggests mm. he marry someone of his blood mm. like I almost feel like yeah. he saw his parents and was like oof I'm good I would say that's fair. You know, I, I, it, it would be kind of immediate to think that, like, if you're an incest baby, you'd, you'd probably be more okay with it. But, like, you see that every day. And then, like, if you have a sibling, it's just way weirder. Like, yeah. I think, it, I mean, he doesn't seem to like it. You're right. Like, he does have that very intense he doesn't, reaction he doesn't to it instantly... every time dismiss it or anything he's never like oh that's my blood you're talking about you know he never he never goes all that direction with it or anything but uh anytime it's been posed to him it's it just so happens that he's not of the keenest Mm. mind on it he ends up marrying hightower there's just a there's just a few things that kind of that 
I mean, regardless, regardless. Uh, yeah, Viserys is like, that's a foolish, that's a foolish idea, my friend. I'm gonna go ahead and get drunk as fuck. Uh, and meanwhile, out in the woods, Christian has built a fire. He's taken off the armor. He's getting nice and cozy. Uh, the princess is like, yeah, I don't intend on returning to the party. <laughs> it's not in my plans. It's not something I intend to do tonight. And Christian's like, shh, I've heard a rustle in the wood. Uh, he heads on He heads on out there and a boar just trucks through him. And I would like to point out that Rhaenyra survives this boar attack and Robert Baratheon perished mm-hmm. at a boar attack. Uh, that's my queen. Um, I mean, I, you know, you can say a lot about Robert. That man just was uh, did not seem the most athletic or uh, able to kill a wild creature on top of him. Um, but Renera, she uh, she didn't hesitate here. It was uh, damn a little. The only time of the episode where I'm like, dang that that. The, that CGI kind of was a little... The blood on her face, you know, was like... I don't know. It just... It was the only time that it wasn't really good throughout the episode. Oh, no, like, sure. I, I could just tell. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it kind of... The blood splatter, it just seemed like it literally was like... Blood splatter image paste on her forehead. Like, it, like I don't know. Like, oh, okay. Uh, so, it, like, it all just kind of hit her at once, and you're like, oh... I see. Like, I see. I just thought the I thought the blood spurt was just so uh, so powerful. Not that it was so much. Yeah, no. It was like it was the literal blood on her forehead that just didn't look like photo. Gotcha, it just gotcha. looked. It just yeah. Um, yeah, but she she takes out every ounce of anger she has in her body on this boar. Uh, goes ahead and grabs her dagger and just she goes full butcher mode. Just, Cutting that hoe up. Uh, very cathartic, yeah. I expect, for Rhaenyra. But uh, she needed that. She did. She needed something yeah. of this sort. But uh, back at the camp, Drunk Viserys is like, all right, time for the bonfire. <clears throat> <laughs> so sad. So alone. And then Allison pulls up, all pregnant and shit. And uh, he he starts sobbing. <laughs> he starts crying. He's like, uh, "So here's the thing. Uh, there's been so many writers in in my family, but uh, there's only been a few dreamers, and I I remember that dream so vividly. And that's what kind of blows about this." Is that it's like, there's part of him that, like, and he he clearly feels bad because it is this prophecy, it is this vision that led him Mm. to his guilt of Queen Emma dying. Uh, He's like, it was my my obsession with this dream, this prophecy that got Queen Emma killed. And I was like, I hadn't even considered that in his motivations uh, for putting her through all of that hell over the course of their several failed pregnancies. 
was the nurses reacting to her childbirth being easy? It like was that actually because it was like very very hard on her? Is that the reaction? Like, is that the reason they reacted that way, or is it because it, she's speaking of it in front of Rhaenyra? I I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was like she was kind of lying about how easy it was, but because maybe like this next one, like if he's mentioning like my obsession with this prophecy got my last wife killed, I already have another baby in you. Like I'm doing it again. You know, he feels like I. I don't know. I don't know if they're leading towards like. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I think he. Uh, I think he's just kind of of the mind that everything he's done for the last several years was for naught. Like he's very like, what have I even done? Was any of it worth it? A very very drunk man. True. Am I yeah. have I done the right thing with my life though? Is this? Is this what things are? Um, that's kind of where Viserys is at. And, uh, you know, he says, I thought Rhaenyra was the way out of my abyss of grief and regret. And naming her heir would begin to set things right. And then uh, I was kind of like, uh, I kind of fucks with the fact that this man's willing to, you know, let himself cry a little bit. He is drunk. He is drunk as fuck. I think that's helping. But, uh. He's not uh he's not too locked up emotionally. He's willing to express himself and tell his wife how he's feeling. Uh which is you know good for him. Mental hey, I mean the mental health is important and I think uh, I think Viserys is aware of that. He has no interest in becoming a mad king. Mm-mm. Um but yeah, Allison tries to comfort comfort him, but he's not even he doesn't hear a word she's saying, man. He's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel nothing but guilt. I've done, I'd, I've done nothing right. Uh, and the horn sounds. The heart has been cornered. And so he stumbles off to kill some deer. He pulls on up, but we find that this is not the white heart. We find that it is it is not a white beast, but instead a large brown stag. Yeah, it's not white, your grace, but that's a big bitch. She'll she'll do. Um And now the symbolism of this Eesh. of this sort of You can tell there's a relief and you can tell there's a disappointment in Viserys, this sort of like oh and it felt like a. It, it was an interesting moment. I want. I want to know what you make of it, as far as the purpose it serves. I feel that in his dream, the one he's obsessed with, he sees his son seated on the throne with you know the crown, a dragon. You know, his whole dream, his son, and he thinks that, like, he named. Rhaenyra, his heir, before he had a son. Now he has a son, and he's like, ah, maybe my dream is true. You know, he's second-guessing himself. And and he's, he wants to believe that his dream is still right. Even though he's expressing that he wants Rhaenyra to remain heir, 
he still wants his dream to be right because that's what his – then all the guilt will go away if it was all worth it in the end, you know, if this Aegon is true to be king. So he expects, you know, the good omen thing. It's like, okay, it's going in the right way. You know, my dream is still alive. And then, like, it's like, oh. I need to let go. Like, oh. It's like, oh, it's not – like, it's it's not the white – Stag, white, what is it? Heart, white heart. heart, heart. Um, it like it's it it's not the good omen, you know. Like the if if the stream were real, the gods were to that would have been a white heart, and like everything is not pointing in the direction of Aegon, but he wants it to. That's how I I feel like he was very disappointed that it was not a white heart. Ah, he I see. I I read that it. differently. I I read it as relief that it wasn't a white heart. That his mistakes had led him to the correct conclusion. That at the very least, he got it right that Rhaenyra should be heir. Okay. I kind of watching his reaction now. Oh! And I, that, that's the thing. Okay. It's very well acted, and it is. It's pretty. It's it's got a little bit of ambiguity to it. It can go one. It can go a couple ways, but I think it's kind of a mix of the two. Like I think there's. I think there's a few thoughts that go through his head. That sort of disappointment that his, uh, that his vision had never come to bear. That's not something he can. He wants to even really come to bear anymore. Uh, and then he realizes that he's okay with what has resulted. Uh, hmm. of this uh, he looks more embarrassed than anything and frankly say, frankly, if, he should uh, this yeah. is a bitch ass bitch ass way to hunt uh, that's the only reason I thought that Viserys might be done for is because I thought he would do the hunting um, mm. and shout out to Trenton for, for putting that in the chat a little bit ago how, they're, how they hunt like some bitches and uh, I agree. I was kind of disappointed with that. Um, wasn't uh, wasn't the most makes sense for a king? You know, you don't want to put them in the danger, so you just have them make the kill to say that they did the hunt. You know, mm. like, but like, damn, this is how it was done. <laughs> right, right. And and then to not have it work the first time. Ooh. Yeah, I felt like that was just kind of the. Uh, I think this has been kind of reflective of what his time as king has been has kind of been. The work has been done by others, uh, and whenever it's time for him to make the choices, he's indecisive. He can't quite get the job done. Mm. He's not. Uh, he's not the king he should be. I feel like that's kind of a. Uh, He's trying his best, and it's just, I don't think he's done what he set out to do, you know? He hasn't been another Jahiris. Dang. He's not a dreamer. He just wants to be a dreamer. He just wants to be a dreamer. But yeah, this shit was hard to watch. Um, This shit actually did make me tear up, just because I was like, god damn, this is hard to watch. Just like... The, the squealing and stuff from the end, oh. the suffering it went through, it was just, whew. And I appreciate that Viserys 
never once seemed to be like, like even whenever like the hunt was coming, I think that's part of his whole thing earlier where he's like, not even I stand above tradition, you know, like I have to go kill this motherfucker. You think I have any interest in doing that? Fuck no. I don't want to do that. It's a fucking living mm-hmm. creature and I kind of fuck with that guy. I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's no, he was never okay with it. Like, and I got that vibe from him for sure. Like, he was, he did not like doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it was just through the embarrassment of it not being a white heart or, you know, whatever, like, not just that. Like, he did not like the act of doing it. Um, no, he, he was not cool with the fact that he had to do, had to do this. Uh, and that's why I think his conversation with Rhaenyra earlier was so damn important. You know, like the whole, mm. you know, not even yeah. I stand above tradition. You will be wed. You will marry. This is something that will happen. And uh, her being like, nah, fuck no. I love the way in that scene earlier, too, that like he 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 let go. He lost it a little bit. And everyone listened. And Otto was like, uh, uh, your grace. Hey, yo, what's up, dude? Perhaps we ring it in in front of everybody. Uh, this does not reflect on you in the most positive way. Um, incredibly uh, with the times sort of uh, perspective that he's bringing to the table there. And I think it might be a little bit of a bad omen for the whole, like, not even I stand above tradition. What does tradition mm-hmm. state about the rightful heir? You know, what does tradition state about all that sort of thing? Like, not even I stand above tradition. It's like, I think that's kind of pointing us in the direction that once he's dead, the realm is going to be kind of like, didn't matter what he said. He doesn't stand above tradition. Dang. Oh. Oh. They're going to use his own words against him. Sort of, sort of vibe. Dang. Uh. I mean, it's going to happen no matter what. That's I can see, how I can see gonna, I Otto literally turning that, like, telling yeah. Alicent. Oh, dude, yeah, there's definitely going to be, like, a true. court. It's going to be in court. Like, they're going to be, like, oh, and he's, oh, he's for sure going to say that. Not even even in the king's it. own words, he said he doesn't even stand above tradition, yet he names Rhaenyra as his heir. We were all against it. Initially, the whole council. Yeah. Wasn't the steward or the grand maester, is that what they're called? The people, like the librarian? Yeah. Wasn't he the one that was like, your obvious heir is uh, your daughter, like your your firstborn? Like, wasn't it like them that introduced the idea? It was actually Otto. Really? Otto was the first one to go. Rhaenyra is the Rhaenyra should be heir because at the time. Didn't, what did the maester say after? I think they said like, um, oh, I think they said like, there's nothing written in the there's nothing written that states it can't be a, a female yeah. or whatever. Well, and there's they also the like, fact oh. that the maester has chimed in a little bit more about the matters of marriage than he has the matter of who the uh, matter of who the heir was. Um, it kind of seemed like nobody was keen on the idea when Otto posed it at the King's Council, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of seemed everybody was like, uh, I mean, I guess if we gotta, but shit. Uh, however, back to the, back to the subject at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kills, kills this, uh, this poor little brown stag 
pretty large, I should say. Not not little. Little compared to the uh, the white heart we see in a moment as we see Rhaenyra and Christian camping on a cliffside and uh, the white heart approaches. And uh, we got we got mention earlier of how prior to the dragons, the white heart was the symbol of royalty. Uh, uh, its appearance is supposed to foretell greatness. Uh, greatness in the relationship between them. They are a match made in heaven. I think it means that like the the universe wants it, Rhaenyra on the throne. Yeah. Maybe, damn, maybe, like, it doesn't happen, and that's why it all falls. Like, every, was every, like, this is, it as is tradition, you know, the white heart comes to the, to the, it, usually, you know, like, it's a good omen. Does it, I guess it doesn't happen probably, like, every time there's a king, you know, like an heir or whatever. But... Maybe it's it, this was what the universe wanted, but maybe. the realm didn't grant. Trenton's po- pointing and, out that maybe there's something in something in this episode that was about kids in relation to the White Heart. And if Christian Cole and Rhaenyra Targaryen were to have have a, have a baby, maybe that's the maybe that's the foretold greatness. Um, maybe Rhaenyra's child alone with, God forbid, Damon. That's what I was gonna say. I had like a a, a like a war. Um, like if if Rhaenyra's with Damon strictly for power's sake and strictly for claim's sake, but romantically with Kristen, they both do it. Do it. <laughs> Who's to really know who the father is? You know of who you know, and the baby comes out with dark hair like that is like the ultimate like damon will then be like what the like what is that like you know like i i see it like i see it happen i i see their kid coming out with black hair somehow well no because i guess john who's john's like how does john have black hair john's mom is liana stark yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, there is just a chance. Like, at that time, they just had. A, okay, it wasn't like a pure. Yeah, he wasn't pure Targaryen. Duh. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I just. I. I. I, I see the baby coming out with dark hair. Um. I just see it happening, mm-hmm. and then like it causing internal conflict and all all that would happen after that. You know, I tend to agree. But I, I could, I could foresee something like that happening for sure. Uh, they, they, they are getting together. They're pushing it so hard. Like, and Rainier is like, "Well, I'd rather be here with you," you know. And she was, and she was like, wanting him to make a move. You mm-hmm. know, like she was. I don't know if that boar would not have attacked. Who knows what happens this night? I'm just. She didn't want to return to camp at all. And wanted to be with him all night. I don't know, man. Much to think about, but how how duty bound is Kristen Cole? You know, what's the what's the breaking point? When's the when's the point? How Obi Wan is he, dude? That's his Duchess. You know. Yeah. Right. Come on. Right. Come on, man. You break the rules. You break the rules for that one. 
We all know what we wanted. I fear, I fear that one day Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole might come to be uh, be opposed to each other. Uh, his duty is to the crown, after all, not necessarily directly to her. And if he is so strictly duty bound, he's lo- but she's the reason he's there. If it was anyone else, he wouldn't have gotten picked. He even said that to her. He said, everything that I have and now I owe to you. I just don't you. trust anyone, Joe. It's not – It's in this show, it's not – This guy's good. This guy's good. This guy's the only good guy we got right now. I'm I'm certain. I'm – this they, – they haven't had anything. This is the highest honor. He is like – his family is so proud of him. He, they're not corrupt. At least, you know, it's they're just a, they're just kind of highborn, and they're just kind of like they're there. They don't have any like claim to the throne, so they don't have to have that. Let me let me ask. Let me ask. He's been he's been with Rhaenyra for three years or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. Who's to say Otto and the Queen haven't gotten her gotten his ear and go keep us updated. Let me know what she's got going on. The Kingsguard protects even the secrets of the queen. It's right. his duty. All right. I respect you riding for Kristen Cole. I'm just saying. I'm I'm riding for I trust, I trust I, him for now. There's been nothing that truly gives me that mm. indication. You know, I'm just preparing myself for heartbreak. Mm. Mm. My heart will be broken harder, I know, because I'm trusting him so hard. I... I will not give him a shadow of a doubt until it is known and on the screen in front of me. Himself doing something wrong. Like I'm not gonna he can't do a he can't do anything wrong right now, in my mind. Um he's, he's good. I don't know. He's the Jon Snow of of this show. He's he's gonna be the one that comes out on top somehow at mm. the very end. I don't know how, but he will. He'll figure that shit out. We'll figure that shit out. But uh, when everyone returns to the Red Keep, Otto visits Alicent. And, uh, you know, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I think if Renera becomes queen, we're all fucked. I think, this all, I think all this shit burns the fuck down. What do you think, Allison? Uh He's like, I don't give a shit what you think, Allison. How about I tell you this? We were putting Aegon on the throne. She's like, ah, but everyone swore, swore that they're like, yeah, the uh, yeah, Princess Rhaenyra, woo, 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 our house among them, father. Uh, but he's still like, ah, you know that don't fucking matter. Go ahead and go tell him this is something he needs to do. He needs to sway his mind over to the Aegon side of things. And uh, Alicent... I think Emma Carey, Emily Carey has been doing a really, really good job in this role mm. thus far. I think she plays this really well where it's kind of like a – she she feel, she looks physically ailed at the idea of what she's about to do, you know. She – yeah, she does not like – she's getting e- – it's getting easier though. It, she's she not is, tearing up her fingers and shit. It's getting a little easier on her. Um, It'll start and I feel, I feel like that's how it starts is like, you're one to never be like that, but you start like you're forced into that situation 
And then you just, that's your way of life. Like it just becomes her way of life eventually. And it's just how she lives. And, and what will it eventually do is it'll backstab Otto. Like, it, like through his own making, he will backstab himself, like through his daughter, mm. I feel like. Um, cause she's only going to get more pissed at him for making her live that life. And he's only making her better at it by teaching her all the backstabby things that she's it's like doing Son- already. It's like Littlefinger like, and Sansa. Yeah. Like he's, he's fucking himself eventually. I like, I, I don't know. I feel like Allison is the one to kill Otto if the, if he does die. I, I feel I like Allison's the one to do it. Loyalty. Maybe not directly, but pulling some strings to make it happen. I feel you. I feel you. But, uh, yeah, I worry. I worry about the future of the high towers over there. But uh, she makes her way on over to chat with Viserys, who is super hungover. His head's pounding. He's like, that wine was good. And he, she's like, you had plenty. And he's like, I did. Oh, I did. Uh, and he's Indeed. like, and he's like, ah, you know, Jason Lannister really wasn't a good choice for Rhaenyra. That was kind of on me. That was a bad look. Uh yeah, yeah, fuck that one up. Fumbled the bag. But uh he's also had a letter from the Sea Snake's brother asking the king for aid. Uh because Damon and Corlys are losing the war and Viserys is not inclined to help. Pointing out that uh, the two men started the war out of spite. They did this because I wouldn't help. They wanted to make me look weak. And she she frames it in a different way, saying, is it better for the realm if the crab feeder, crab feeder continues or if he stopped? And I was like, okay, Allison, that's like a really... He's getting, he's getting like, philosophic on him. Yeah, she was like, she's All like right. forget the politics for a second. Is it better for the crab feeder to be gone? And he's like, god damn it. Yeah. God damn, yeah. Yeah, it is. Shit. All right. Shout out to you. Uh... But yeah, he decides he's going to go ahead and send aid. And uh, shortly after, he gets into a little spat with Rhaenyra. She knows that her, she's like, I know what all this is. I know what's going on. I know what you're doing to me. I'm just a piece of cattle you can sell off because you no longer need me. You got the son you've been wanting for all these years. Just uh, just why, why the fuck would I care anymore, Dad? And uh, he's... He's, he's like, I do not seek to replace you, child. I wish to see you contented, happy even. And so he tells her to make her own match, finding somebody she will love the way he loved her mother. And then just before she leaves, he swears to her, on your mother's memory, he will not supplant her for succession of the throne. And, uh, you know, I gotta... I appreciate Viserys here. I think this is, I think he means it. Mm. Which is what makes it, uh, harder to believe. Uh, he wants to mean it. He was like, I think after she walked away, it showed his face and he was like, like, man, I think I just lied to my daughter. Like, it, or like he's contemplating if he is right, I think. Like, maybe not like, I think right now in his head, he's like, yeah, I made the right decision. Rainier is the heir. I can't come back on it. But he's like questioning, am I right? Like, is it Aegon? Like, is like, I don't know. I 
I felt like there was some question there still, some internal something. Yeah, I think I think he even says it, you know, I wish to see you contented and happy. I think, and we've heard it in other episodes, sometimes he fears his own daughter more than he fears anyone else in the realm. I think these combinations of things are going to lead to him continuing to tell her what she wants to hear. Um, and maybe not being 100% honest with her, which is a bad precedent to set. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, it's hard. It sucked. But uh, that's the last we get of them for the episode as we head back to the Stepstones, where uh, Corliss's brother, uh, I believe this is Vaymond Valerian, uh, is on on the verge of mutiny, blaming Damon for the crab, ve- crab feeder's success and near certain victory. And then a uh, and Damon walks on up all silent and shit, and so too does a messenger arriving with the news of Viserys' imminent help. And Damon reads the letter. In silence, and it is this point and on that he does not have a line the rest of the episode. Uh, he reads it. He giggles a little. <laughs> All right, I'm going to beat this man to death. Uh, I'm, I'm. I think that's what. I think that's the conclusion we should be led to believe here. I think he beats this dude to death with his helmet. Uh, literally, I mean, not literally, figuratively, shot the messenger. Um. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, he, he goes, you know what? Fucking fine, guys. I'm done. If I die, I fucking die. I'm going over there. Um, goes on over to the crab feeder's territory. Rips off a piece of white fabric that's nice and nearby. Nice and handy. Little, uh, rips that off. Well, it, and it's in a perfect shape. It is a requirement for all battle to have white fabric in case of surrender yeah true um it is a rule of war that must be followed and obviously these these men follow the rules of war here the young man in the steel coat stands on a parapet he waves the white flag Uh, and it's uh i'm like okay sus (laughs) sus a little i don't trust this and neither do they. They all knock their arrows up there, nice and ready for whatever is to come. And he kneels down, offering his sword to the crab feeder's men. And uh, they're all ready. They're still ready. However, not ready enough. He pulls the dagger, stabs this dude in the leg, slices him up nice and good. Uh, and hundreds of fighters shoot arrows at him. And I don't think... We've seen such a badass display of swordsmanship since Jon Snow at, yeah, the Battle of the Bastards, uh, the Battle of Hardhome. We haven't seen swordsmanship this badass since Jon Snow. Uh, yeah, this this was a moment of, we're back, baby. Like, this is... And it leads me it leads me to further questions, as this is the most... Jon Snow-esque scene. I know he's a Targaryen, but we haven't considered what his direct lineage might be. Is there something that is Damon, perhaps, a distant grandfather? Uh, Potential. So it's... 
Lyanna Stark and who was the was it Aegon the Fifth? Rhaegar Targaryen. Oh, Rhaegar. Aegon the Fifth was their dad. Uh, Was Daenerys? Aegon the Fifth. Aegon the Fifth was the Mad King. Okay. Uh, So yeah, no. So Rhaegar, it's probably known the whole family. Like if we look it up, we would be able to find out. We would be able to find out. I just don't want to do that because yeah, I don't no. want to have I don't want to have any indication as to who has kids with who. I don't want any of that. You know, I, I like being in the dark. But uh, regardless, I just thought this was wildly familiar. This man's got the running form. This man is mm. Brenton. Homie's doing the zigzags, uh, just slicing and dicing, and going through these people like butchering these dudes. Uh, like he's not all talk, you know. He's he's got skill. He's a bad like, motherfucker, man. Like yeah. again, this was this was my favorite episode for Viserys. This was also my favorite episode for Damon. I felt like mm-hmm. there was a there was a growth that all of them undertook over the course of this episode. I think there's something different about them at the end of this episode than there was at the beginning. I think they're all assured in themselves and like I find myself in a completely different spot with Viserys than you seem to be. Uh, I think he's certain Rhaenyra is what he, what he wants. I think he has made his peace that Rhaenyra is the future of his house. That is who he has decided as heir, and so it shall be. I think Rhaenyra is assured of herself and her capability of becoming the heir and her capability of being that that queen, as long as she gets to pick her king consort. I think Damon is officially more assured in himself than ever that he's the baddest motherfucker alive. Um, okay. I don't know if I am just straight up missing the point. Why does Damon kill that messenger? Like, because the note is read at the end, and it's Viserys actually sending him help. Like, right? Like, Damon it's, it's not... is so prideful. That he wants to do it before the help gets there? Yes, that's the okay, only that's, reason that's, he takes these steps. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm like, is it just that he wants to take credit for all of he this? He now feels patronized. Um, But, like, oh, duh, because he, oh, duh. He didn't, he wasn't the one who asked for help. He was Someone not. went, so, oh, now it's clicking. It's because, like... He was offended that someone else asked for help and didn't think that he was handling it well enough. As well as, like, he wanted to be the one to do it. I think, like, because he didn't know that someone asked for help, probably. This was his first indication of, oh, someone asked for help and the king said yes. So it was also a little message to everyone around. Hey, just so you know, I don't fuck with this. And here's what I'm going to do about it. And that's what makes this the most badass shit that's happened in this show yeah, so far. You don't think I have the situation handled? How about I go end this shit right now? Um, and I don't think he counted on the help of the Valarians. I think he went in there expecting he might die. Um, thinking, I'll either get the crab feeder myself or I'll die trying. I'm not going to let no Viserys... Motivation than I will that. not let Viserys take credit for the win. That's Man. all it is. It is still pettiness that that is leading him to this spot. And uh, regardless, he he's badass as fuck with it. He does get caught with a couple arrows. He has to go and take cover, and then the they they keep 
they keep swarming. You know, they keep surrounding them. And it was very, very Battle of the Bastards-esque. Very reminiscent. And uh, he stands his ground ready to fight everyone if if the need be. But then Corliss's army uh, pulls up. And they're ready to attack the circle from behind. Another very similar structure to Battle of the Bastards. Um, and then the, the music dies out. Everything goes silent. And all you hear is this... <sighs> nice little dragon wing flap with the crab feeder subtly the whole time looking up. Mm. Them showing us the back of his head the whole time. And then uh, then it finally is here. It is uh, Sea Smoke with the rider Lenore on his back. Lenore. Lenore Valarian. A... So. This is who it was proposed Rhaenyra Mary from the Valarian family. Uh-huh. I didn't know that anyone could ride a dragon that wasn't a target. Like, I just thought that they would not allow it. They're Valyrian, which I think is the key. Is- so, do Targaryen, like, Valyrian is even more ancient than Targaryen, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that they came before. So, like... Well, uh, I don't know about the, the family history. I'm assuming so, because it is the island of Valyria, and they are yeah. called the Valerians. So, but they see, they make it seem that, like, the blood, oh, I guess, well, like, is every Tar, is, I guess the first Targaryen to come over would have been from Valyria? Well, there's also the fact that... So they are Valyrian? There is also the fact that Laenor is half Targaryen. Oh, that's, okay, well, there, there, there. His mom is Rhaenys. But say a full... Blooded Valyrian. Does those does that even exist anymore? Probably full pure blood Valyrian. Um, like would it, I guess would like Corlys be? I'm guessing that they're Valyrian. Like I'm guessing that they're Valyrian through and through because I think the Targaryen. Uh, there's someone in the history of the Targaryen family that was outside of the Targaryen family. They're not all incest bred, but uh. Hmm. Regardless, yeah, he is at least half Targaryen, so uh, there is that fact as well. His his mother is Rhaenys, um, and he's got the pimpish dragon so far for me. I think Sea Smoke is my favorite. Oh, that's uh, their son. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Okay, wow. Yeah, that that just wow. I'm wondering like who is this? I thought it was just some random like. I was watching, and I'm like, who? Like, I was trying to figure out who this was for the longest time, and I can't believe it. Oh no, yeah, he is—he's Corliss and Rhaenys' son, and uh, he hasn't been brought up because he hasn't been relevant. You know, like uh, the king Viserys was not very well going to go marry Lenore, um, so it didn't. Uh, he did make an appearance in the first episode, however, um, mm. in the the box up top where where they're all watching the tournament. Hmm. Uh, him and his sister make some appearances, but uh, wow, okay, took way too long for that to click though. <laughs> just, it's, just a God. bit. But yeah, this oh. was this was my favorite dragon so far. I think he just looks the coolest. I will say we got some classic, classic uh, dragon riding CGI whenever we zoomed in on Lenor, which I was like, frankly, I kind of fuck with. It made me feel like we're back in Game of Thrones. Like, it reminded me exactly that, oh, yeah, 
this is going to look weird. Um, there's no what way. What would make... it really look like? You know? It's, yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, yeah, it looks like the, the really weird CGI. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. What would that really look like? You know? Like, it is that what it would? I don't know. Uh, you could just tell that. I don't know. Something's off, but what is it that's off? Is it just the... For me, I think it's the lighting. I think it's just kind of like... It's like just obviously blue screen? Or like that's what it is? For me, I think it is. And I don't have beef with it. I think it's fine. Like there's only so much you can do for a guy riding a dragon. Like I don't have beef with it. But yeah, I think it's noticeable that he's sitting in front of a blue screen on top of one of those giant green bull riding things (laughs) um, that they developed for Game of Thrones. But uh, that's only because I know the behind the scenes shit, you know, like I'm... Yeah. I'm thinking about that. But you can you can tell that there's something wrong with the shot, though. Right, like, right. Whenever like, he was like, whoa! And they, like, showed him. I was like, uh, I gave me some real uh, The Force Awakens vibes. Like, whenever Poe mm. uh, <laughs> swings in and he's just fucking shit up. And they're like, mm. uh, Finn's like, that's a damn good pilot! Like, I feel like everyone watching Lenore right here is just like, man, he really fucking that shit up. That would be sick to be like fighting and then see a dragon come to your aid and just like how I don't know. I don't like if I had to fight like during this time, I'm not a fighter to begin with, but like, goddamn, it would suck to have to fight during this time. But if you had a dragon behind you, I'm I, I'll be the I'll be on the front lines if I got a dragon behind me um, at, during this time period, like. I don't know. That's that is just some of the most badass shit ever. Yeah, he's smooth with it. He's smooth with it up there. But uh, uh, Damon spots the crab feeder retreat into his cave amidst all this chaos, and uh, he sprints right in there. He's ready. And as as they wreak havoc outside, we don't get to bear witness to the fight that occurs in here. Hey, crab feeder didn't fuck around. I'll tell you that. Mm-mm. Yo, this man gave him a run for his money. And frankly, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't see it, but it also kind of made it really badass. It made, it made a really cool reveal. You think, like, they'll ever show it, or you think it's just not... Like, he went in there, he did his work, and like that's it. Like, do you think we ever actually see... That's a good point. Like, I guess I don't know. Uh, because I feel like they had history, and there's still more to be touched on there. I don't know if they, like, bring up their history together, him calling him out by first name. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's just something more there. And maybe it's through, like, um, maybe it's through who sent him. You know, in learning through who sent him, we see him talk to whoever and then it leads into more flashbacks up until it's like the present time of, mm. I don't know. But I feel like they don't really do that in this show. They don't really flashback and then like play things up to time. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel like. Unless there's some like timeline altering epic shit that gets discussed in there. Like the only way that that would be something that got touched on again is if Drehart is a Targaryen. And I'm not, I'm not in that camp, you know, like, otherwise I think it really was just to show us some really awesome dragon action and then show that Damon is a bad motherfucker. We didn't, we didn't bear witness to this 1v1. However, it's clear who was, who won. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, he is in thirds. I mean, like he's dragging. Is that a half? I guess it's it's like a it's like a third. Oh, like a yeah, it's almost a clean clean cut in half. That's pretty like over the shoulder. Man, uh, yeah, he cut right through the crab feeder and uh, disemboweled guts everywhere. Uh, He lets him know, I ended this shit. Uh, Now he only ended this stuff with the in the stepstones. I do think that they were sent there by someone else. Who I don't know. Mm. Um, but I'm not. I'm not certain that. this was all of the crab feeders volition. I'm not sure that they were just like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do this shit. Um, yeah. Attacking the shipping lanes and the most of the most powerful Navy in the entire world. Yeah. That that's not something you do on a whim. Um, I wouldn't think. And a guy and like they're seated on, like, you know, the dude is on the council like the of you know like directly related to the king like you you're 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 angering the crown that yeah. is the goal of this but who i feel like the starks is a good i feel like that's just a cool way to have the starks involved too like the starks are the one that fucking even but though they, it's they've never just... trusted southerners man mm. <laughs> they don't fuck with they don't fuck with the south mm they're up there like, yo, winter is coming, dude. We've got to be ready for that shit, dude. Ooh, maybe the Starks, like, buy into the Targaryen dream. They're like, yeah, actually, we believe in the threat of the, win- like, winter. And, like, they don't fuck, know that that's, to- they don't know that the Targaryens have that. Well, I know, but I feel like, like, maybe that's, that's what, I don't know. Like, maybe Ned would have been, like, the first Stark. To have been told the dream. Like, protect this child. He needs to be on the throne in order to save the, mm. you know, uh, this is the dr- the dream that Aegon had or whatever. Um, I can see it. He is the dream. This is the kid. I suppose Rhaegar would have been the heir. So it would make in, sense for Jon's dad. Oh, true. It would. It's not every Targaryen knows. It's, it's just the heir. The heir that knows. Yeah. Damn. But... Rhaenyra knows she is an heir. What, like, you, you, I guess you only have to be heir for a day, really. Or, like, once you're named, you, like, you're told. And then, like, Rhaenyra doesn't have to be sit, like, seated on the Iron Throne. So, like, it's not, I mean, it's not that far off that maybe he knows. True, true. But no, yeah, I but I mean, like, if Rhaegar is, Rhaegar is Jon's dad. Rhaegar tells Lyanna that this is important because of that. Not a stretch for that to be part of the little whisper. Mm. Oh, yeah, and by the way, oh, winter's coming. You got to really look out for that shit. Um, yeah. This kid's got to be on the throne or else we're fucked. Um, his name's Aegon, by the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was, a, uh, this was a damn good episode. It ends with... Damon standing victorious and it was this was just another fucking banger man it was another banger and I'm I'm so high on it are you ready to give it a fucking rating ooh I think I am I think I am ready 
enjoyment, man. This is, uh, we got a battle. I feel like it's kind of a baby battle as well. Like, even this is like, this was more of a display of Damon here and not pure boom, like two sides going at it. It felt more of like, here's Damon chopping through everyone and, and yeah. you know, story more. Um, like, I feel, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I'm like requiring that there's going to be a big battle in one of these episodes. I just feel like they know their fans and they know that people want that there's going to be something that is grand and insane whether it's a battle or some explosion you know like the sept blowing up Mm. or you know something along those lines whenever that happens whatever i feel like this is like on the medium scale yeah this was sort of just a letting us know what is possible in this show you know it is only episode three they weren't going to blow their load here um was it a 10 I find myself I find myself really, really enjoying it. I don't know if it's a 10. I think I find myself right between first episode yeah. and last episode. I think I find myself at a 9 out of 10 yeah. uh, for enjoyment. It was uh, – I'm, I'm like was really, really hype about it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, there's room to go up. I know that. Uh, but I do think I liked it more than last week. I, I have mm. very little doubt. Yeah. Yeah, this one – it's a 10 during like Damon scenes. Like that end scene was phenomenal. And like, I will remember, I feel like that will be, I don't know if it'll, you know, get a name or something, you know, but like the, the white flight, like him surrendering and going ape shit will mm-hmm. be remembered, you know, for, for a while. Almost certainly. Um, but, and, and, and the rest of the episode, like, um, even though it wasn't all flashy and actiony, it was r- really good story that was going on. So, like exquisite politicking, uh, mm. it was it was top tier Game of Thrones doing Game of Thrones shit, um, and that's why I think the genre will benefit potentially better than it has yet. This had uh, the, the action, the politicking. A name day celebration, a hunt, um, talks of, uh, again, talks of who is to be the heir, who is to be wed. Two dragons. A couple of dragons. We got sea smoke in the mix. We got to know the Valarians a little bit more. We got, we got, uh, uh, Lenore in the, in the mix for, uh, Mm. for the potential, potential wedding. I, uh, a little bit development of Kristen and, Rhaenyra's dynamic, the Viserys and uh, Rhaenyra fight. Allison and Rhaenyra and Allison and Otto and Allison and Viserys. Like Allison, dude, I don't know. Um, I she like at the beginning of the episode that like whenever they're telling the the music dude to leave, and Rhaenyra's like, "No, you'll stay. Your prince or your your." Uh, Princess tells you to stay. And well, then, you're like, queen. You're queen. Yeah, she's like, oh, wait, well, you want to play that game? Yeah. All right. Like, I don't know. It's I think she's that. she's beginning to like it a little bit. Um, But I don't know. I still don't want to dive into the to the Allison hate. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want 
want to go in there yet because I, I feel like she still has only been a victim as of as of now. Even though if she has liked it a little bit, it's still all Otto's fault from the beginning. So, um, yeah, well, like, that, uh, and 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 every scenario in which Allison could have been at fault, you can always trace it back to Otto or Viserys being at worst fault. Uh, mm-hmm. Like. Is it is it Allison who should have gone to Rhaenyra and gone, hey, I think I'm about to be the queen? No. That's a conversation Viserys has with Rhaenyra. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. She questions whenever Otto tells him tells her to go comfort the king. She's like, in his chambers? Like, for real? Yeah, do that shit. Now, she did, I'm of the mind, she did all on her own go ahead and get that dragon all fixed up by the stonemasons. I think that was I think that was all her just being just being real nice. And I think yeah. she I think she had to have known the sort of effect that might have. True. Uh but yeah, yeah. man. Uh it, it's 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 hard to say. I think she will only grow more and more distant from Rhaenyra. I fear that that will be the case. Um Regardless, though, her role in this episode was fantastic. I like I like that character. I like what she brings to the table. You know, I think her her story intrigue is just through the roof. But genre wise, I think I do fall higher than either of the first episodes as far as medieval fantasy television. Uh, we got war. We got politics. We got drama. I'm I'm going this might be genre defining thrones. This might be 10 out of 10. It's a, a pure thrones episode. What else? I mean what does it not have? I mean it does have talks of incest, uh, check mark. Dragons check mark. War check mark. I guess no on screen sex scene. Nudity, yeah, it did have nudity. Um, <laughs> Which frankly, so I, guess, I can give or take. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like it's either a nine seven five or a ten. Here, like this is. Then I say we go genre defining with it for the for the medieval yeah, fantasy television. I can't I can't think of a place where it faults in that regard. You know, like. There are a couple moments that, like the White Heart, the mythic, the mythic nature of the White Heart and the boar attacking Rhaenyra and stuff. Like, I think there's a lot there, and I think uh, we got talks of prophecy and shit. Like, mm. it's it's Game of Thrones out the ass. That's a ten out of ten Thrones episode. Uh, and with that, let's go to the critical rating, where we again have a wonderfully complete story. Uh, again, fantastic performances. An epic action sequence. Uh, I think. And I think they write. Maybe, they write such a good story every week. Yeah. Like there's it, it. There's not a bone in my body that was like, oh man, I really wasn't fulfilled this week on the story. You know, like I am so satisfied, but still, like, it, it, how do they write a story that completely satisfies you in the week, but does not satisfy you whatsoever to like. Now I need the next episode. You know, it mm. wants you wanting more at the same time, even though it's all comfortable and all nice at the end. Like the writing continues to be stellar. The acting continues to be stellar. My one thing is that I don't think this is as standout visually as the first mm-hmm. two episodes. 
I think the first two had like, I can see shots in my head where I go. Yeah. I remember where they were, what episode, when I was looking at it, I've watched this episode twice and I don't think I really have a favorite shot. You know, I think there are cool moments, but there's not, I, I think, uh, there's like the visual of Damon emerging out of the cave was pretty cool. I thought that was badass. Um, but other than that, that's kind of it. I did like the way Viserys was lit at the at the bonfire. I thought that was cool, only being lit by the fire. I also thought it was cool when he was in the tent at the feast, and it was like there was like a really reddish hue over mm-hmm. the screen, which I really really appreciated. It made his disorient it, it like led us a little bit more into what he was feeling somehow i felt like i felt like it was effective and it mm-hmm. was a hue that the show didn't take on any other parts of the episode besides when he was drunk sitting there on his little makeshift throne uh and i all in all just really really liked the way the way that part looked but that was more color grading less so than any like shots that i was like oh this is a gorgeous little simple shot of Viserys on his throne, you know. Uh, I'd say this this uh, episode was was way more character driven than getting a cool shot set up, and it's it's not that I think I'm not trying to defend it in that way of saying like it didn't need to be visually stunning because like there there had there could have been so many shots where they could have like like the I felt like they could have even dealt with like the white heart like showing up to them better. Like that was such a magical moment. And like it, it was very like, simply and plainly shot. Yeah. Like, like was... yeah, um, it could have, like they could have like shown the whole picture of, of the white heart, them up there on top of the mountain, yeah, like yeah. zoomed way back out and like shown Cause like the sky was insane during that time too. It was like a beautiful sunrise or sunset. And like, I think sunrise. Yeah. It was the yeah. morning. Yeah. And like, it could have been like, I don't know. Um, I'll but... tell you though, Rhaenyra walking back into that camp. Ooh, that was the baddest shit in the episode. Like, that was so fucking fire. Uh, the way everyone was looking at her, like, some in disgust, some horny as fuck. Uh, there was just a little bit of everything there in the reaction to Rhaenyra Targaryen returning to camp. That was, and it, instantly, it was, she's back, and then it's like, the hunt's over. Back at, back at King's Landing. Like, mm-hmm. we're, Bam, um, which was, was and the sick. boar like, that she murdered being carted in in front of her, like goddamn, goddamn, her still in blood a little bit too, so everyone mm. knows that like she, she did the killed shit. in like like full on. Oh, another thing we get left with, and the last last sightings of Rhaenyra and Damon, and a little bit of a parallel, covered in blood. Uh, shit, there's a lot of. There's a lot of things pointing to that being a strong possibility for me in the very, That's... very near future. Uh, but, nevertheless, I find myself, story-wise, potentially more satisfied than I have been any other week. And that's saying a lot, considering that that's been a highlight of every week, that the story was just so damn good. I do find myself a little bit less pleased on the visual side. I do think the acting was just as good as it's been. They continue to do do the damn thing. I think uh, Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen was a highlight this week. I mean, it's the same highlights every week 
it's 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 Rhaenyra, it's Al, it's Millie Alcock as Rhaenyra Targaryen, Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen, it's Patty Considine as Viserys. Like they mm-hmm. just continue to bring it to the table in a way that uh I do think Viserys we got a we got a vulnerability out of him that we haven't got so far. I think there was a little bit more there than we've uh than we've seen yet. You know, I think we've seen him down he in the dump. did have drunk sad boy hours with him this episode. That that shows a lot into a man's soul. That does. That does indeed. Um, um, I find myself barely, barely below the previous episodes. I'm thinking either a 9.5 or a 9.25. Um, I think 9.5 is fair because the story is stronger than it's ever been. I think it really was just the visuals that were a bit of a step down. Um, and it was hardly a step down. It was still visually brilliant whenever the dragons coming through and flaming shit, shit up. Um, there's just a lot to, there's a lot to like here. And you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I feel more comfortable with a nine five. I want to hear what you're, uh, hear what you're feeling. Yeah, no, no, I was there. Um, cause I, I'm, I'm trying to think like, is how much more room for improvement really is there? And it really would have just been if they decide, you know, took a little more time and we're like, all right, let's set up a beautiful shot right here. Like I, that really is pretty much it. Like that they could have done a little better. I could not have asked for a more badass Damon moment. I mean, in the this score, like, the score was brilliant this week too. Yeah, like this is. I, I there's not, there's not much more room for improvement whatsoever. And I feel like nine five is fair. It averages the episode out to a nine five, which feels. I mean, right? Like it's it's about the first episode, a little bit worse on average, you know, but like barely. Um, it's like right on par with the first episode, which I feel is right, and it's about a point better than the last episode, which I, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm right there. Like I'm right there as well. A nine five nine point five out of ten, ninety five percent on the old tomato meter. If that's if that's what you're into. Uh, here on the Penny Bloom Pod, and I think that's uh, I think that's fair. You got any uh, any last thoughts on House of the Dragon episode three, the second Thinking of his name? We have any more predictions rather than Damon and Rhaenyra getting together? Um, is it okay? I've been saying Damon this entire time. It's not Damien, is it? No, it is Damon. Damon, is it spelled just with the A E? It is. It does have the A E, but the E is not after the M. It is Damon. It's not Damien. You know, it is Damon. 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 Yeah, Damon. Okay. Yeah, we've got. We've got it right. Uh, we we definitely um, do. I don't know if any other prediction that I can. I re- okay. I want to say that this next birth that Allison has is gonna. It's going to shake her up. Um, whether, uh, like, I think it's going to add turmoil between her and Viserys. Whether it actually, like, does harm to Allison or not, I think it'll be, like, her way of being, like, you know what? Like, I'm done. I don't want to risk it anymore. And then it's, like, he's still obsessed with his dream and wanting to protect that whatever. Um, I feel mm. like this next birth is going to be troublesome for some reason. Um I just don't think they would have. I, I don't know what the reaction of those nurses was truly for. 
Like whenever she said the the birth was so easy and effortless, and then they were like, "I truly think it was just a shock at how senseless she was." Like you're saying this in front of a man whose wife died in childbirth and who and a girl whose mom died in childbirth. I truly think that's just a like, come on, you got to have more self awareness than that. Uh, like I didn't read into it any more than that. I took that as everyone looking at her like, "Yo, come on now, dude." Um. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's probably way more, more true. I can I don't know, but other than that, I can't really think of any like from this episode that is like oh, oh I guess we could say uh, the Starks um, are behind uh, the crab feeder. Um, I got a big overarching prediction. Okay, it's that Aegon the Second kills Viserys. Wow. Uh, one day. Probably when he's older, probably in a while. So he's, you really think Viserys like lives that long for Aegon to grow up and, and be at an age where he kills him? I do. And I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be by the end of the season that he'll be at an age uh, where that that's more feasible. I think that like, if there was a point it feels right now that this week would have been the week to kill him if it was going to be early. Fair. Um, When's the jump from young Rhaenyra to old? I think it's between it four midway? and five. I think it's between four and five. Oh, between four and five. Okay, so six episodes with old Rhaenyra. I think so. Hmm. Is that... Hmm. Is that just your best guess, or you like know that I'm, like she's? I'm casting. fairly certain I've read that that's going to be when the jump is. Uh, I can't remember if it's between four and five, or between five and six, or if it's like in the middle of an episode. I can't. I can't mm. remember. It's it's in that range though. Like it will be roughly half the season spent with both of them. Mm. Um, and that'll that, that won't be the only actress who's got a new actor. Um, Allison won't be acted by Emily Carey. Mm. After a certain point, um, there's a couple other. Oh, Lena and uh, Lenore. I think they won't be acted by the same guys or same people. I think Lena and Lenore will eventually be recast yeah, into fine. a uh, huh into an older version of themselves. Um, Interesting. I mean, like. Viserys is casted for all ten. So yeah, like they also they're also not going to tell you before the show's That's over fair. that it's only yeah. in eight or nine. <laughs> um, well, Renice is in nine. I guess she just wasn't in this one, so it is now. It is less. now nine. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So it is update. So they do. Okay. We had this problem with Moon Knight. Every week we'd check the cast list and every week. Mm, that's like, true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they're in three episodes. Now they're in two episodes. Now they're in one episode. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good old Moon Knight. Little little higher tier than Moon Knight, I can say. I would, say, I would now. say the same if I had to oh. myself. But, uh, but wow, going from Damon and Renera getting together to... Aegon kills Viserys. We got we got a wild we got a wide range of predictions. And my reasoning there is that Aegon will not switch his mind. He will choose Rhaenyra as his heir. Aegon will grow up to resent him for it. He will be under the influence of his mother and his grandfather. Mm. 
grandfather. Yeah, yeah, the good old. I didn't think of who the grandpappy was. Not Viserys. Yeah, Otto. Yeah, uh, the other grandpappy. Yeah, Viserys is just pappy. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just weird. Age, the gap. Yeah, but, it's hard. It's hard. Oh, that's some. Um, that's a good. That's a if. If Viserys holds true in keeping Rhaenyra as heir, I, I really feel like he's gonna have it go to a court decision. And be like, you're not going to make me choose between my kids. Well, and that's the thing too, is that like it seems like next week that's already it's already in the cards. It feels like that's, that's what's true. kind of yeah. happening. They've already got the they've got Egon, they've got uh, Damon, and they've got Rhaenyra presented. You know, the brother. That's true. The yeah. daughter. Oh, sh- I forgot about the next on. Like I. Like he's like they've named me king of the narrow sea of the narrow sea, which is like. So Damon's been a pirate, or since, like since this win. Yeah, how long? What's the gap between the end of this episode and that? Yeah, like who knows? Maybe Aegon. Maybe Aegon is like five next time we see him, not two. I don't know. It feels kind of immediate for some reason. Like, it feels like there's not much of a gap. Between. Well, that's what implies to me that there is a gap. The fact that they've they've named me the king of the narrow sea. It feels like... That could have been done instantly after that battle, though. Like, that was badass enough to have been like, f- f- you did everything we could have wanted you to do. Here's your crown. Fuck. True, like, true. fuck, dude. Like, I don't know. I've... <laughs> I guess it's probably at least, like, a month. Or I don't know something in between. Um, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a little bit of a time jump, but uh, regardless, I'm fucking ready, man. Every yeah. Sunday has just been too damn good. Yeah, vile accusation. Oh, dude, I didn't think of the vile the accusation being them too. Like, I just thought I don't like. What could this accusation be? Like, oh, I didn't. I'm I'm not thinking it. I don't know. I didn't think it was Damon and Rhaenyra. Like, you're so right, though, because Viserys is like, oh, like even oh, dude. And Damon's sneaking around. He's in like stealth clothes, and like, what's he sneaking around King's Landing for? Oh, I guess he was. Was he banished? Was he told to never come back by Viserys, or was he just said Get he the was fuck just out. told to go? He was told to go back to. Back to wherever his wife is. I can't remember where it was, but uh hmm. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Gotta wait another week for it though. Just one more. I mean we got six more episodes though. That's nuts. Seven. Got seven. Four, five, seven. six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Seven, seven episodes dude. left. That's just insane. And they're jumping so much per episode. Like we're getting like we've the already, span of time that we're we've covering is already insane. seen like three and a half years or something like that. Damn. The end of the show has to be like the birth of Daenerys. Like I think that's the ending point. Is like at the you very think end, take us all the way there. Like I really do. I think it's like all right, Daenerys is born. You know what happens from here. Like, 
will tell you everything in between. Like, I think we do get some backstory on, on like, Ray, like, John. Like, we get the full lineage. Like, I think this is just a family tree of, of the Targaryens, and it follows every Targaryen. Man. There's not that many of them, you know? Like... I think it'd be awesome. I think I think I see more potential in us getting up to Aegon's birth, the Mad King, and yeah. then getting a Robert's Rebellion spinoff. Spin- okay. So uh, I guess that would make more sense for it not to happen in the show. Or it just focuses on the Targaryen history, and that's it, of this show. And then the Robert's Rebellion is kind of like the the arrow and flash, you know, kind of like, yeah, they're going on at the same time, but you got to go to the other show to watch it sort of thing. You know, I I mean, I don't really think HBO is going to go down that route, but uh, like releasing at the same time. But I mean, this is like what it, they've already confirmed season two. Like it's supposed to be three or four. Is that the idea? Or like book, the book can supposedly take it three to four seasons. Is the pace that they're going here matching the pace of the book? Do you That's think? my thing. No, like they've got to be skipping shit. Um, like, are we sure that it's three to four? Like, or is it only these two? Like, if the book is this fast, like, holy shit. Like, it feels like they're booking it. Like, they're, I don't know, or maybe it's just to get up to the point of old Rhaenyra you know, and then it slows down and then it's like, all right, let's really dive deep into this character now and like show you everything they do. I kind of take it that that's probably going to be the vibe. I think once we get to older Rhaenyra, the time jumps will be less massive. Mm. Like she's 17 now or 18 now as of this episode. By the end of the season, She's at most mid-30s, and that's at the absolute oldest. True. So, yeah, I guess it's going to slow down. I feel. It's going to, it's, I don't think it'll be like this the whole way through. I don't think so either. But if it is, I'm, I don't know, I'm cool if it goes all the way up to that far. I I mean, I I don't mind. The story's been so effectively told without every little single detail like i feel like there were episodes of game of thrones where we picked up the next day and it was just like yeah i mean there were little time jumps every now and then like you know we had to pass time because someone's making their way down the king's road or something but uh but like never a oh this person now has a kid uh and pregnant with another years yeah yeah, haven't like yeah that's that's abnormal but I, I don't know. I'm I'm digging it so far. Like this is, yeah. I'm in. I'm not. I'm not scared. Like I'm not scared. I'm not like, oh, I hope they. I hope they execute well. You know. I'm. I'm like. I'm fully comfortable. I'm sitting back and I'm just. I'm watching anything they give. They give. Mm. Like I'm. I'm. It's I'm in, in good hands. It's in good hands. I feel you there. I feel you there. But yeah, man. With that, I think that Fire and Bloom, episode one hundred and three, uh, comes to a conclusion. Uh, Twas a goddamn pleasure If you would head to patreon.com Slash Bloom Where you'll find over 45 hours of exclusive content And I'm um, thinking if, uh, if we got uh, It's pretty late we'll see But might be updating that here shortly uh, Regardless It has been a pleasure head there 
make sure you're you're showing some love and support to the pod because uh, we desperately need it. I mean, not mm. desperately. I appreciate it, uh, but uh, it, it does help a great deal. Uh, if you would head to uh, Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you're listening. Share this with whoever you know that is uh, watching House of the Dragon. Tell them to catch up with us. Have them come to us, nobody else. Shout out to Trenton for being in the chat in the audience this episode. Don't know if you're still with us. Regardless, it was a pleasure, my friend. I'm sorry I didn't check it as much. It was annoying to have on the screen, and I know that's selfish of me, but I don't give a damn. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure to have you. And remember... Peace, love, and bloom. And the road ahead is uncertain, but the end is clear. <laughs>